You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today. Someone just asked me what I was preaching on and I told them I'm going to be preaching on integrity. And then they said, what's that? And I said, that's the title of my message. Integrity, what is it? It's almost like we don't even know what integrity is anymore. It's really super sad when you stop to think about it. But a lack of integrity not only affects you personally as an individual, has an effect upon your family and upon an entire nation. A nation that no longer has integrity is a nation that is on the brink of being destroyed. I want to pick up here in chapter 9, verse 1. And it came to pass when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all Solomon desire, which he was pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time, as he appeared unto him in Gibeon. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. And if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked in what, church? integrity of heart and uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee and will keep my statutes and my judgments then will I establish thy throne upon Israel forever as I promised to David thy father saying there shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel but if ye shall at all turn from following me ye and your children not only does a Lack of integrity affect you, it'll affect your kids. And will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have commanded, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them. Then will I cut off Israel, affects a nation, out of the land which I have given them. And this house which I have hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among the people. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless the preaching of your word today as we look at the subject of integrity. In your name we pray, amen. You know, the word of God has so much to say about integrity and the importance of having integrity in our personal lives. The Bible says that Job was a man of integrity. And the Lord God said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect man and upright, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity, though thou movest against me to destroy him without cause. So think of all that Job went through and all the satanic attacks that came upon him, he still 
held to his integrity. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. And Job responded, Till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. And all the God's people said, Amen. Amen. That should be our heart as well. David was a man of integrity. The Lord revealed himself to Solomon here and said, if you just have the same integrity that your father David had, my fullest blessing will come upon your life and upon your family and upon the nation. Listen to what the psalm says about David. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to my integrity. I'll tell you this. You know today whether or not you are a man or woman of integrity. You may have fooled others, but deep down in the recesses of your heart, you know whether you are this kind of person. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, David said. I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. I'm not going to slide away from my integrity. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Thou upholdest me in my integrity and settest me before thy face forever. As I began to think about this whole issue of integrity, I thought, you know, if we would embrace integrity, it will be like a guiding light in our life. Every decision that we make will be regulated based upon, is this a decision I can make in integrity? The book of Proverbs stresses the importance of integrity. It says, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. It'll be as a guiding light to you. But the perverseness of the transgressor shall destroy him. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. The just man walketh in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. I said earlier, not, does, not only does integrity bring God's blessing upon you, it brings God's blessing upon your children and upon their children and upon an entire nation. The Ten Commandments. Two of the commandments read as follows. Thou shalt not bear what? I can't hear you. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not steal. I just want to stop this morning and focus in on those two commandments and how essential they are to being men and women of integrity. If we are going to live with integrity, we must be men and women who always tell the truth and never steal. So I want to really focus upon these two commandments today. Jesus gave Satan a couple names. Two of the names were a thief and a liar. Say, what is the enemy up to in my life, in your life? He's up to destroying our integrity. And the way he will do that is get you to be dishonest. And to get you to be a thief. 
Noah Webster says integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Moral uprightness. Now, I don't know, you may disagree with me here, but I think America has all but lost this basic rule of honesty. No one trusts each other anymore. Even Christians don't trust each other anymore. Last night, I usually, when I'm watching a program, turn off commercials or flip to another station. But I caught a commercial, and the commercial was from Wells Fargo that went all the way back to the Great Depression and how that just with a handshake, bankers would, have you seen that commercial? Bankers would make agreement to have uh, their clients pay off a debt just with a handshake. And then it goes on to say, we've never really changed over all these years. I'll guarantee you they've changed over all these years. <laughs> Wells Fargo is no longer floating alone based on a handshake. We have to have contracts signed for everything. You know why that is? Because we don't trust each other anymore. Investigators now have to be investigated. Yes or no? Because we've lost the basic rule of honesty. Living, stealing is now accepted. Isn't it a shame that we now call Washington, D.C., the swamp, the sewer. It is a swamp. And it is a sewer, but these are our elected officials. I once heard a message on our elected officials simply are a reflection of their constituency. That's scary. We as believers, we... We cannot follow this present evil world. We cannot allow ourselves to be affected by it. And the many temptations that come our way on a, on a daily basis to be dishonest. I venture to say that all of us from time to time have not been truthful. And we've been dishonest in our dealings. We, we must be known as men and women of integrity. We do not lie. We do not steal. You can always trust us to tell the truth and be honest in every situation. Anytime that we are not totally truthful, we have violated the commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. Tonight I'm going to address the Fellowship concerning an issue that arises out of Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things does the Lord hate. You can't read your Bible without reading the fact that there's some things that really upset the Lord. There are some things he becomes very angry over, very upset with. These six things does the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift, running to mischief. Listen, a false witness that speaketh lies. Twice in that list he addresses lying. 
You know, I can, I can deal with people who make mistakes. I, can, I sin myself. But it's when you lie about it, it's when you try to cover it up, I have a difficult time dealing with that. A lying tongue, a false witness that speaketh lies. And number seven is he that soweth discord among the brethren. God said, these things are an abomination to me. Every time we lie and we do not speak forth the truth, it is an abomination to the Lord. That's serious, church. The Bible speaks of a lying mouth, lying lips, lying tongue, lying speech, lying words, lying spirit, lying vanities. Did you know lying is a characteristic of someone who does not know the Lord? Should not be, cannot be characteristic of someone who's born again? Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. Look at that group. Abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters. And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death should never ever be characteristic of someone who claims the name of the Lord. If there's a couple things that we need to teach our children, we need to teach them the meaning of these two commandments. Amen. Never lie, never steal. Amen. Never lie, never steal. And we ought to come down, come here, we ought to come down hard not coddle them when they lie or steal, but come down very hard upon these two sins because they are the basis of integrity. Thou, shalt, excuse me. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and upon thy gates. Constantly be reminding your children of the commandments and especially these two, never lie and don't ever steal. Paul focused on these two commandments when he wrote to the Ephesian church about living with integrity in Ephesians chapter 4. He basically said this, don't live like the Gentiles live. In the vanity of their mind. Gentiles there referring to the unbelievers. He said, wherefore, put away what? Lying. Put it away. Therefore, put it away. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him work with his hands that which is good that he may give to him that needeth. What does he say to the Ephesian church? If you're going to be a church of integrity that has a testimony that's not like the Gentiles, you need to always be truthful. 
and never ever steal. And in between those two verses, listen to what he says, neither give place to the devil. You lie, you steal, you're giving place to the thief and the liar himself. These two commandments, I believe above all the commandments, need to be burned, burned into our hearts, burned into our minds, listen to me, and burned into our conscience. It should bother us every time we lie. It should bother us every time we take something from someone that doesn't belong to us. Leviticus 19 verse 11 says, Ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. Integrity. Instead of lying, be what? Truthful. Simple. Instead of lying, be truthful. Instead of stealing, be generous. That's what men and women of integrity do. There are many ways to live without integrity. There are many forms of lying and many forms of stealing. But I'll tell you this, any successful relationship has to be built on truth. I'll tell you something, my wife and I do not lie to one another. We just don't do it. I remember years and years ago when we first got married, my wife... She handled the finances in our home. She's not here. She's with the bus kids, so I'll tell you, big mistake. <laughs> it just was logical that my wife would handle the finances. She had a, a minor in accounting, and she worked in a bank, didn't she, Mom? When we first got married, I didn't even know how to write a check, so it just kind of made sense that my wife would control the finances. But then we learned through some good teaching that... The one who controls the finances controls the home. And so I said, honey, you've got to teach me how to take over the finances. And she did. And she, if she were here today, she would tell you it was one of the best decisions she's ever made in her life. Because I'm a saver and she's a spender. <laughs> Having a spender in charge of the finances is really not a good idea. But I remember when my wife was in charge of the finances and uh, I had like zero money. Okay? We didn't make hardly anything, but I didn't have any money. And I remember we were using the envelope system, and I remember taking some money out of the envelope and buying a back tire for my motorcycle. And I did not let my wife know that I had bought this, and she wanted to know where was this money that was supposed to go into this, and I I'm a, you believe you had a lying preacher at one time? <laughs> and I remember taking the receipt from that tire and slipping it under the copy machine. Now why I did that, I have no idea. But do you know that my wife went to use the copy machine and she saw this little piece of paper sticking out and she pulls it out and finds? Be sure your sin will what? Now you say, that's no big deal. You know, it was a big deal then because we didn't have any money. It was a big deal. 
right now we're coming up to Christmas. We told our kids, don't buy us anything. We don't need anything. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. Are you all with me? You're not all with me. but Some of you gray-haired folks are with me there. We've been so blessed as a people, we don't need anything anymore. No, I will tell you, that, that lie was the last one I told to my wife. It's over 30 years ago. Never lied to her since. You want to build a good, rock-solid foundation? Don't lie to one another. It's a hard thing to get over when someone lies to you. Lying lips are an abomination unto the Lord. The lip of truth shall be established forever. A faithful witness will not lie. I have a whole sheet of verses. You got the point? I know sometimes I go on and on overemphasizing a point. So I begin to think about the various ways that we lie. I thought about a court of law where we swear to tell the truth the what? The what? And nothing? I thought, boy, that pretty much covers everything. Pretty much covers everything that we lie about. And so I begin to think about the various ways that we lie. There's, there's what, they, what we call lies of commission. That is just bald-faced lies. We just, we just out and lie. And we make misleading statements in order to maybe make a better impression of ourselves or give someone a more favorable version of what has happened. We just outright lie. Are you with me? Sins of commission. Do you know businesses can really get in trouble and can be fined for false advertising, for stating lies of commission, just outright lying? How many of you have ever uh, drank Red Bull? Can I see your hand? It's okay, it's not a trick question, all right? <laughs> we have one in our refrigerator right now. Went to my refrigerator this morning and I opened it up and there was a Red Bull. I tried to find out whose it was. No one wants to admit to it. (laughs) But Red Bull got in trouble a few years ago. Listen to this. The energy drink company Red Bull was sued in 2014 for this slogan, Red Bull gives you wings. The company had to settle a class action lawsuit for $13 million. This lawsuit was brought about by several customers who testified that they had drank Red Bull for over 10 years and never grew wings. Not only did they have a $13 million lawsuit on their hands, they also had to pay $10 to every U.S. customer who had bought the drink since 2002. So some of you still have some money coming. 
Don't lie. Kellogg's. Rice Krispies. I love Kellogg's Rice Krispie treats. Actually, they're one of my favorite desserts. If I have a Rice Krispie treat, man, I'd like die and go to heaven. I love those things. But back in 2010, Kellogg's Rice Krispies boasted that eating their product would boost your immune system by providing 25% of your daily value of antioxidants and nutrition such as vitamin A, B, C, and E. It was found that their claims were false. And in 2011, Kellogg's had to pay $2.5 million in a lawsuit and had to donate $2.5 million of their product to charity. Don't make false and misleading statements. Kellogg's mini wheats. It's like my favorite cereal. How many like mini wheats? Guys, see your hands. Look at that. I never look at a box differently now that I read this. Kellogg's didn't learn its lesson back in 2010. In 2013, they're in trouble again with another lawsuit. And they had to pay this time $4 million for their false claims concerning frosted mini wheats. They said that if you would eat their mini wheats, you would have more attentiveness, better memory, and cognitive functions. Now I'll tell you that's not true because I eat them. <laughs> they also carried on an ad campaign that said that their breakfast cereal would improve your child's focus by 20%. Again, their claims were found to be false. Lawsuit came down against them. They had to pay back $5 per box with a maximum of $15 per customer. Don't lie. New Balance. How many here have a pair of New Balance tennis shoes? They're my favorite tennis shoes. They like, for me, they like last forever. I have two pair of New Balance tennis shoes. I believe they're the only tennis shoe made in America. I think they are. But New Balance had an ad campaign back in 2011 that says if you would wear their tennis shoes, it would help you burn calories. Again, I could tell you that is not true. So a lawsuit was brought against them. Studies found that there are no health benefits from wearing their tennis shoes. $2.3 million they had to pay. Now we laugh about those things. 
But how many times have we just come right out and just lied about something? It just wasn't true. There are lies of commission. There's lies of omission. We say omission because we just leave something out. Ever notice you're questioning your kids? And they just kind of leave out the most important detail? When I thought about this, I'm not here to pick on used car salesmen. One of my sons sells cars. I'm not here to pick on them, but it's a perfect illustration. You go to buy a car. The salesman comes out. He's trying to sell you on this car. He knows the history of this car. You're questioning about this car. And he says, I'll tell you what, this is a great car. It's had all of its scheduled maintenance done. But he doesn't tell you that it's also had hundreds of dollars of repair cost. And that really, it's a lemon. You see what I'm saying? He just kind of leaves out that information and tells you, nope, this car's been well taken care of. All the scheduled maintenance was done on it. So we can have lies of commission. We can have lies of omission. And then there's these, uh, these lies where there's unrelated information that's given that's just given to deceive let's say for example someone in your business had think that maybe they're embezzling from the company and you've been given the responsibility to kind of keep an eye on them and see you know are they really dipping into the till and so you begin to watch you begin to observe and it does look like this sir this caller mary mary i'm not not picking on mary it's not this mary okay We'll just say Mary. Susie Q. Okay? Any Susie Q's here? So it just looks like Susie Q. Yep, she is dipping in. So you go and talk to her about it. And she said, what, what are you accusing me of? I have been a faithful employee here for 25 years. You see what they're trying to do? They're not saying that they didn't dip into the till. They're trying to make you think very well of them. And I'll tell you this, someone who's trying to get you to think really well of them is probably trying to cover something up. Then there's people who just are habitual liars. They just lie all the time. They, they lie to cover up their lies. They won't admit when they're wrong. You have to absolutely back them into a corner and sometimes when you back them into a corner they still lie. Then there's the I'll call them lies of exaggeration. I left it out in my truck. Shoot, I was going to bring it in. It is, uh, my father-in-law made me this plaque. It hangs in the bathroom of my office. It says, Dear Lord, help me to catch a fish so large that I never have to lie about it when someone asks me how big it was. <laughs> Fishermen are known for excessive exaggeration. Fill in the blank. I'm so stuffed, I'm about to burst. I hope not. I mean, that would. <laughs> this bicycle is a thousand years old. 
Really? He snores louder than a freight train. I know that's true for a couple guys. Some of you know one of them I'm thinking about right now. Look at him. He's over there just drowning in his tears. His brain is the size of a... If I've told you once, I've told you... That checkout lady was the slowest lady on the face of the earth. I couldn't have been more excited about going to that movie. Really? I've had several people tell me, when really it was only one, you are always, I have never, are you with me? Then there's the lies of just broken promises where we have no intention. I understand sometimes we do make a promise and circumstances happen and we can't fulfill that promise. But I mean just making a promise, just knowing that you're not going to keep it. That's why President Trump has been going around the country trying to rally support for Republican leadership. And I will say this. Promises made... He has kept his promises. He has done what he said he was going to do. When Paul was writing to the Ephesian church and was telling them not to be like the Gentiles, but to have integrity, he said, and, and lying was one of those mentioned in the list, he said, let not these sins be named once among you. Wouldn't it be awesome to raise a kid who never lied? I've raised 10 kids. And I will tell you this, he's, not, he's in bus class right now. My wife and I talked just not too long ago. I can never, ever remember my son, Daniel, ever lying to us. That's pretty amazing. Now the rest of my nine, they're all liars. <laughs> But I never remember Daniel lying to us. We'd ask Daniel if he did something, he'd go, yep. <laughs> then he'd lay down on the floor like, okay, spank me. <laughs> lying, stealing. There's so many ways to lie. There's, there's a ton of ways to steal too. Just directly taking money or possessions from someone, that's, that's obvious. But how about not paying a fair wage? How about tax evasion? Not being truthful on your taxes. Boy, there's a temptation. Insurance fraud. Taking unfair advantage of someone. Stealing someone affection. Affection. 
slandering a person's character and damaging their testimony. Children, the Bible says, defraud not thy father and thy mother. Don't ever steal from mom and dad. Parents can defraud their children by not giving them the protection and guidance and love that they need. Husbands can defraud their wives. Wives can defraud their husbands. The Bible says, defraud ye not one another, husbands and wives. We can defraud one another. The Bible said, nay, ye do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. I remember I've always had a truck. And this, this hasn't happened lately, but I remember years ago, and this, this is when I had a lot of kids that made a very little amount of money. And I mean a little amount of money. And it was all we could do to survive. And people were always asking to use my truck. It's fine. It's not mine. It's the Lord's. And I finally had to take a 3 by 5 card and tape it onto the steering wheel of my truck and said, this truck belongs to the Lord. He does not mind if you use it, but he does want you to put his gas back in it. You know what? People stopped using my truck. You know what? That was wrong. It was wrong. Taking credit for something that someone else has accomplished. That's stealing. Can you steal from God? How do you steal from God? Holding back your tithes and offerings. How many of you here? I have. How many of you here have ever stolen from the Lord? Let me see your hand. Bunch of thieves. Got a bunch of thieves here at Fellowship Baptist Church. I can't believe what time it is. There's, I'm going to end with this. When we steal, you know who we're really hurting? Listen to what the Bible says. We're going to close with this. Jeremiah 5.25 Your iniquities have turned away these things. These things, the blessings of God. Your iniquities have turned away these things. You're lying, you're stealing. Have turned away the blessings of God and your sins have withholden good things from you. That's a powerful verse. When we sin, we are really hurting ourselves. All right, I just lied. I'm not going to end right now. Give me two more minutes. I received a phone call this week. This has to do with stealing. I received a phone call this week from call me a young man who's now in the workforce. And he said, Pastor, I just want to tell you I'm quitting my job. I said, don't quit your job. He said, I'm quitting my job. I said, why are you quitting your job? He goes, I have seven guys on my team. He said, there's only two of us that do any work. 
He said, the other five just stand around doing nothing all day long. And it's just the two of us that do all the work. He said, I'm quitting my job. So I talked to him about integrity. I talked to him about care. Actually, I told him, you've got to listen. He's, he's not in church here. I said, you've got to listen to Sunday's message because that's what I'm talking about. I said, you just go out there and with integrity and with character, you just work and be a good testimony to them. He said, I do work, and I know this person. They are known as a hard worker. He said, we've been, we've been doing that, but it, it doesn't help. They still stand around. He said, you know, I was tempted to take my cell phone and videotape them doing nothing. I want to tell you, we are in a society and we are in a political environment that is so contrary to the principles of Scripture. God tells man to labor. If you don't work, you don't what? And this person said to me, he said, I've actually gone to those five and said, you guys are getting paid to do nothing. You're really stealing from our employer. Now, was he dead on? I don't know whether this person's going to continue to work where he's working or if he's going to quit. I don't know. But I'll tell you this. The hardest place to be a testimony for the Lord Jesus and maintain integrity is in the American workplace. It's a sewer. We have become an entitlement society. A socialistic society. As you head to the polls this Tuesday, this is my opinion, this isn't Bible, this is simply my opinion. You are voting on freedom or government control. It's what you're voting on, freedom or government control. I'll tell you what, I want freedom. You're voting for capitalism or you're voting for socialism. How many have ever listened to Mark Levin? He has a program on Fox now, Sunday nights at 10 o'clock. And he made a statement. And the statement was this, and I don't know whether he's right or not, but it sure appears that way. 60% of the Republican, or excuse me, of the Democratic Party is now socialist. How did we get here? We got away from integrity. It's destroyed us individually, it's destroyed our families, and if we're not careful, it's going to destroy our nation. Let's pray.
You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.